Welcome back to episode 76 of the What's the Dill podcast. I'm your host, Pete Dill. We have a great show for you today. I'm going to talk about Dr. Andrew Huberman, a very famous scientist American, his thoughts on praying every day. Then I'm going to get into a little bit of a concerning study involving the life expectancy of men and how it's dropped for the first time in a long time. So thank you all for spending some time with me. I appreciate you all so much for spending your commute with me, spending your chores time, spending a little bit of downtime with me. I know life can be busy and the fact that you're sitting here with me, chatting with me is just incredible. So thank you so, so much for spending the time with me today. Okay, so first I'm gonna start off with my favorite thing I saw on social media this week. Um, and it's this clip of Dr. Andrew Huberman where he talks about prayer and how, uh, how he's learned to pray every day and how it's been a, had a big impact on his life. Uh, for those that don't know, Andrew Huberman is a scientist and professor at Stanford University. He's a podcaster and he's kind of like a new intellectual. Um, he's very successful as a scientist. He's also very successful in his podcast, his podcasting career because he talks about life and the human body and anatomy in a way that brings practical wisdom and, you know, everyday life, like knowledge to, um, to a lot of people, a lot of guys, a lot of gals. So he's become very popular over the past like couple years of just like his wisdom on the body and how to connect your body, uh, you know, with living a great life. And he's just been very, very popular. So he's a scientist, like, he is a scientist, Stanford, like he's a scientist. This is not like a scientist guy who also, um, you know, is a pastor on the side. Like Andrew Huberman is a scientist and a podcaster and talks with other scientists and physicists and super brainy people on his podcast. Um, so that's his background. Now, he was on a, another podcast called the Lex Freeman Podcast. I know there's a lot of podcasts we're talking about Andrew Huberman's podcast. You're listening to a podcast, talk about another podcast, but... I'm going to play the clip and it'll all make a little bit of sense. But Andrew Huberman, Dr. Andrew Huberman was on a podcast um, called the Lex Friedman Podcast. Lex Friedman's another scientist, MIT trained guy who's just like this like astrophysicist, super brilliant guy. And they were talking about life and uh, Lex Friedman asks Andrew Huberman about his uh, daily routine, meditation. And this is Andrew Huberman's response where he talks about prayer. And I wanted to play this because I saw this on YouTube and I just like loved how Andrew Huberman was talking about prayer. And I love how God can speak to anyone and can speak to the smartest person in the world who maybe has no appetite for Christianity, no appetite for following God. But God can speak to those people because God is God. And I love hearing people like Andrew Huberman talk about prayer and the power of prayer because it's like prayer, praying and following Christ can sometimes be looked at by the world as like stupid. We all know it. We all know the reputation we have when we follow God. When you tell someone that you're, you're, you're a Christian, you're a Catholic and you, you pray and you follow Jesus and maybe to someone who doesn't believe in Christ and Jesus as, as Lord, we all know that, look, we know the kind of look like, oh, 
that's a very nice hobby you have. Me, I like rock climbing. Me, I prefer things of the intellectual nature, not things that only cavemen do or stupid, blovating, pseudo-intellectual people who know, don't know any better, who just want to give their money to a church. You know, like, we all know that look. That's someone like, oh, that's nice. And, you know, that's the reputation we have. When you follow Jesus, you don't follow Jesus for the applause that the world gives you. When you see God's power work in your life and other people's lives, you realize that he is Lord. He truly is God. And that we're silly and foolish to not believe in God. But that's a hard message to convey to someone who's not had an experience of Jesus in their own heart. That's a hard message to push across, push across to someone who's not had that experience and not seen God work, not had their eyes open to how God has been working throughout all ages and in the world around them. So I love seeing a guy like Andrew Huberman talk about prayer and God because it can, his words can cut to a different audience. His words can cut to the heart of a different audience than maybe you know, people sitting in church pews. People respect this man. People look to this man for advice on life. And so when he is talking about prayer and the powerful impact that it has on his life, that's a powerful witness to God's power. That's a powerful witness to open people's hearts. That's the little seeds that God plants in people's hearts that maybe someone heard that and says like, oh, maybe I'll start praying. Maybe I'll put my head down and thank God for the day. It's it's all part of God's plan. So let me get into some of the words he says here. I've started a practice of prayer in the last year, which is new-ish for me, which is, we could talk about in it. In the morning? Yeah. Can you talk about it a little bit? Uh, for me, it really came about through understanding that there are certain aspects of myself that I just couldn't resolve on my own. And no matter how much therapy, no matter how much, and I haven't done a lot of it, but no matter how much plant medicine or other forms of medicine or exercise or um, podcasting or science or friendship or any of that, I was just not going to resolve. Love that. I love the admission that we can't do it on our own. That's, that's powerful. That's like the first step of like opening our hearts to Jesus. First step of following Christ is admitting that we can't do this life on our own. Admitting that life is out of our control allows God to work in our hearts. And that is such a crucial first step. I'm still working on that step. Every single day, I feel like I have to tear down the walls around my heart that get built up overnight. I don't know what's happening at night. I don't know why when I wake up in the morning, I got all these walls built back up that I just spent the whole dang day trying to tear down. But, you know, every morning I got to pray because I got to tear down these dang walls that I build around my heart that are just, you know, cemented in with pride because I work, I have to work on that every day to let God work in me. I have to work on that every single day that I'm not in control of my life, that God actually can do things in my life, that I can trust him, that I can trust him with every detail of my life. But I can't trust God with every detail of my life if I think I have everything under control. So that's why this is such a powerful clip. I started this because uh, someone close to me um, said, uh, a male friend said, you know, prayer is powerful. And I said, well, how? And he said, I don't know how, but if you, th if you can get, it can allow you to get outside yourself, 
get, let you give up control and at the same time take control. I don't even like saying take control, but the whole notion is that, and again, forgive me, but there's no other way to say it. The whole notion is that, you know, like God works through us. I think what's really powerful about this clip is that a friend told him about prayer. That's why relationships are so important in our lives. That's why having honest relationships about what's really going on in our lives and how we can become holier and better are so important. Friend moved Andrew Huberman to pray just by telling him about it. So let's not forget that, that, you know, to tell people about how God is working in our lives, no matter who they are, no matter what they think, no matter what we think they think, let's tell people about God. I pray to God to help remove my character defects so that I can show up um, better in all the roles of my life. And it, I'm acknowledging that there is something that bigger than me, bigger than nature, as I understand it, that I cannot understand or control, nor do I want to. And I'm just giving over to that. Mm. I really, I really think so. It's pow and it's powerful in a way that all the other stuff, meditation and all the tools is higher power than me and what I can control. I'm giving up control on certain things. And somehow that restores a sense of agency for, for right action, better action. I think perhaps a part of that is uh, just the humility that comes with acknowledging there's something bigger and more powerful than you. That hum humble disposition is so important with prayer too. It's not just asking God for things because we want them, but it's being humble in front of the presence of God, our creator. You know, prayer is not magic. Prayer isn't, isn't a magic trick. But when we pray, when we humbly go before God and ask for his help or want him to reveal his path, or want to connect with him, want to know him more, God will do that. God will reveal himself to us. God will answer our prayers. God maybe won't answer our prayers and then tell us why he didn't answer our prayers. God will show up when we show up. When we show up to God, God's already been there a hundred years waiting for us and he's gonna show up a hundred times more than we could ever show up. So again, like prayer isn't just writing a note on a, hey, let me just write this note on a uh, pigeon and yeah, right, get out of there, pigeon, go. Go bring this to God. No, no, no. Like prayer is that relationship part of God and that prayer changes us. Prayer is going to change us. When you keep showing up to pray, it changes us. It changes us how we think of God, how we relate with others, how we act. So that's important too to remember that if you show up for prayer, you're going to be a changed man. You're going to be a changed woman and you're going to be changed for the better. I realized about everything I saw on social media this week and I, you know, shout out to Andrew Huberman. I hope his prayer life continues to grow and is rich and fruitful and I hope God continues to speak to him and use him for God's greater purpose. Cause you know, a guy like that, a guy like Dr. Andrew Huberman, we need him spreading the, we need him spreading the gospel. We need Dr. Andrew Huberman spreading the gospel and building the kingdom. So, you know, God's purpose for him is something I don't know. God hasn't told me that, but I know it's something great. So shout out to Huberman and Lex Friedman for a great conversation. Okay, so I wanna then talk about this study that the Harvard School of Public Health um, wrote and then that New York Times, CNN and other articles, other publications wrote about. And the conclusion of this study says this, that men's life expectancy, how long they're supposed to live, we expect them to live, has gone down for the first time in a long time. And the gap of life expectancy between men and women, women and men is wide. It's what men, women are on average live six, seven years longer than men. Now, there are some um, factors for that. COVID had a little bit to do with that. Um, you know, men's jobs had, jo jobs have to do with this, you know, big oil rigs out, you know, deep, 
you know, deep water fishing and, you know, ice road trucking, some of these dangerous jobs that can lead to some deaths. But what the study also concluded was that men are dying younger for some very apparent reasons. And it's accidental overdoses, it's suicide from depression, and it's homicide. We just like don't have a great dialogue in our society today in America surrounding men and the fears that men have. Now we know we know the result. So we see the result that guys are committing suicide, more addicted to drugs than ever, dying younger than ever. So we know we know what happens at the end of this road, but we don't really talk about the middle. We don't really talk about the middle, which is guys guys out there need help. Guys out there are going to bed every night feeling unloved. There's guys out there that are going to bed every night feeling like hum- humiliated, feeling like people are humiliating them, feeling like they have no place in the world, feeling aimless. Guys out there are scared that they're not going to have any place in this world and they won't make a difference and they're just not worth anybody's time. The lie I think that our society sows in men's hearts is that if we don't earn people's love by providing, by being successful, by being like by being like an alpha male, right? Being someone who's just like super capable, then people are going to forget about us. People aren't going to be there for us. And we're not deserving of a certain love. I think as men, we feel like we've, we have to earn the love of others. Um, and I, I know I've gone through that in my life. I know I've gone through, yeah, I've, I've struggled with that too. I've struggled with that feeling like I have to earn people's love. Um, I think in my own life, I have felt in the past, like if I'm not happy enough, if I'm not funny enough, if I'm not making people feel good enough, then they're not going to want me around. And since, you know, I, you know, younger sibling, always feeling starved for attention, never feel like I got enough attention. To this day, I probably don't get enough attention. I feel like that's why I think I have a podcast where I'm talking to a camera to people. There's probably something buried in there about me needing more attention than the average person. But I think for me also is um, like admitting to myself that I don't have to do anything for people to love me. I think a lot of times in my life, I feel like I've had to do things for people to love me. I had to act a certain way for people to love me. And if I didn't act a certain way, if I didn't fall in line and act happy and yeah, keep people satisfied with me that they're going to take their love from me and that I just like won't be loved. I think what I'm trying to say is that I understand these feelings of fear that can drive us to depression or drive us men to using substances. And I understand, I understand these fear feelings of fear. I've, I've had them, these feelings of being out of control and needing something to change or something to happen to feel like I'm in control of my life. I know that feeling. I've been lucky enough to have an experience of God in my heart to free me from the chains of my sin, to free me from the chains of pain, to take pain away in my life. 
But I know that I'm lucky. I know that I'm lucky. I have people in my life who supported me, people who've loved me, even though I was just saying maybe I've had some struggles with feeling it. People who've loved me, I know people have been there for me. A lot of other people don't have that. And I think why I wanted to talk about this was to say, hey, I understand why I think my heart just hurts for for men who are struggling. I think my heart hurts for men who are going through addiction. My heart hurts for men who are feeling depressed, feeling like they have no answers, feeling like they have no one can turn to, no one to turn to. My heart hurts for guys who feel unloved. And I think a deep, a, a, a deeper, deeper, deeper level of why I've wanted to do this podcast is to also be, to try to, to, to be there for people in our everyday life, to be there for people in those moments that maybe you feel like no one else is there for you. So if you're struggling, if you have depression, if you're, you are feeling like you have no one to turn to, Christ can be there for you right now. But also, if you hear this and you are depressed, if you hear this and you're struggling with addiction, if you hear this and feel like you are not loved, if you hear this and you feel like no one is there for you, I'm there for you. You can slack me, you can email me, you can DM me, you can call me, you can text me. I might not know who you are. I don't know who you are, but I promise you, I'll be there for you. And if if you feel like you have no one to turn to and you see this, you can turn to me. I'll be there for you. We need to support each other. We, we, as guys, we need to support each other. Society, we need to support each other. And so I'm just trying to do my little part right now as I'm talking about this. If you see this, if you see this video and you feel like you have no one to talk to, no one to turn to, you can talk with me. We just have to be there for each other. We really, really, really have to be there for each other. We have to support each other. We have to talk about these hard topics. We have to talk about and admit that, guys, we don't have it all together. Yeah, there's things out of our control. Okay, we said it. We don't have all the answers. You don't have all the answers. I don't have all the answers. So let's support each other. We got to help guys out there who feel hopeless, who feel like there's no other recourse than to drugs, alcohol, depression, loneliness, isolation, because that's not the answer. We obviously know the answer is that, you know, an identity rooted in Christ and he can take away that pain. Yes, we know that. But we also, as humans, we have to be the ones doing God's work. We have to be God's arms and feet, hands and eyes. So we have to support each other and help each other where we're at. So that's it for me today, guys. Um, Let's remember to support each other be there for each other, to love each other, to go out of our way for the people in our lives, to not turn your back on a stranger, but just to love each other um, because you never know what someone's going through. So appreciate you guys checking in, taking your time, spending a little time with me today. I hope you enjoyed this. 
reach out to me with any thoughts, concerns, questions. I'd love to hear from you any time of day, 24-7. So thank you guys so much. Appreciate you. Peace. Bye.